Welcome to You Down, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's also a journey. Like, don't yeah. think of it that you're just trying to get to a finish line. Like, just enjoying the journey is also a part of it. Yeah. So that's something I remind myself like, oh, I shouldn't be sitting in fear for too long. Don't let it consume me. Like, I'm on a journey. Mm-hmm. And in this journey, I want to enjoy every step of the way, even when I'm not where I want to be completely right. yet. And I, I don't, it's yeah. never finished. It's never done. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to You Down. Down. A podcast where four funny honeys come together to talk about what's going on in the culture. I'm Ashley Holston. I'm Shakira Janae Pei. I'm Mamiya Aforo. And I'm Yasmin Monet Watkins. But collectively, we are known as Obama's other daughters. Ooh, oh, okay. Yes, okay. Vocal. Yes. Okay. Today we're asking, you down with fear? Audrey Lord says, I am deliberate and afraid of nothing. For most of us, Run that back one time. Y'all heard that? (laughs) Yes, but you love some Audrey Lord. Also, isn't that sociopathic? You should be afraid of a few things. You should be. Nah, she's like, I'm here on purpose and I ain't afraid. Uh, For most of us, fear in all of its forms, from slight hesitation to debilitating anxieties, is so present and it feels normal. Today, we want to unpack fear Does it fuel us or hold us back? And how do we continue to face our biggest fears in love, life, and the pursuit of happiness? I personally will never attempt to overcome my fear of snakes, you know, because they scare me. They don't have blood. That's weird. Mm. They're just weird. But fear of failure and taking big risks, I'm down to challenge that. But before we jump into the meat and potatoes of this conversation, let's check in with each other. What y'all love and what y'all hate? I am loving conversations with my brother in the morning. They get me out of bed. I have been, you know, again, I'm in Virginia. It's the pandemic. It's where I'm from. Um, And I'm staying with my baby brother at his house. And we just have these mornings full of, like, deep conversation. And, you know, we smoke a little bit. We have these meditations and just talk about feelings. And they're just good. They just feel good. So priceless moments. I love that. I miss my siblings. That sounds awesome, Ash. It is. So one of the things that's been on my bucket list for the longest time ever uh, was motorcycle riding and or learning how to ride a motorcycle. And I went into, I had an Uber ride and the driver was telling me about riding and I was like, yeah, you know, it's on my bucket list. And then he was like, oh, well, do you have anyone that's going to teach you yet? I know someone. And I was like, oh, you know, it's just one of those, like, I was about to say, oh, it's just one of those things I'll do at some point in time. But I was like, actually, I don't. And I called the person he recommended. And I went for my first class. Oh, yeah. And I was like on the motorcycle in the parking lot. And like, (sighs) oh, it just to take a step towards this. Literally, my bucket list had like four things on it. And to feel like it's just very excited about actually taking that step. That is a huge step. And Kudos to you, because I'm never getting on a motorcycle. Uh, <laughs> never, mommy? I say never. You don't want the wind in your braids? That actually does sound really nice, the braids. <laughs> you know what I always think of? Unbreak my heart. Oh. oh. You remember? <laughs> oh, you know what? I feel like the they video. put a lot of, you know, there's a lot of fear around motorcycling. You, you could be safe. Have you ridden? 
Ashley was about to rent one in Thailand. Yeah, I want so to. Sad. Oh, wow. I want to, for sure. I You're rode great. on the back of one in Thailand. and Oh, and I was I so jealous. Ash, I, I was so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was literally looking for a guy to ride with and Kira just found it. But you know what? I walked outside and a guy was like, hey, I'll che- charge you cheaper than a taxi. And I was like, well, it's just me. Do I hop on the back of this stranger's motorcycle who's telling me it'll be a cheap In Thailand? In Thailand? <laughs> yes, I yes. do. So I did and it was great. I was nervous because it's so hilly in Thailand. And yeah. that's why I, the lady wouldn't sell me. She wouldn't let me ride one. She was yeah. like, I'm scared for you because it's too dangerous. But anywho, I would not ride a motorcycle like on the freeway. I've ridden it on like a street and I used a dirt bike, but my friend broke her femur riding dirt bikes when we were kids. Kira, didn't, uh, didn't you have a motorcycle commercial? Yes. <laughs> Audition. <laughs> Ashley, why are you going to play me like that? A Harley okay. Davidson commercial. Oh my gosh. Okay, this is going to be quick because I got to tell y'all. So I had an audition. Don't lie on y'all resume. I said I can ride a motorcycle <laughs> because I rode dirt bikes as a kid. I can't ride a motorcycle. So I get on this bike. I'm doing good. I ride it up the street and then I try to turn it around. The gas is on the handlebar. So I hit the handlebar and <laughs> it... It accelerated into a wall. As I was to turn and then the bike was so damn heavy, it fell on my leg. I'm trying oh, to turn no. this bike around. I'm trying to use my physical body strength to lift this and bike. Kira and Kira is strong. Yes. I got it. And I was like, I moving. got it. I'm good, guys. But I was out of sight. So I was oh, moving no. it inches. I had a whole scratch on my leg. I'm bleeding, trying to oh, move this no. bike. And then the guy, the casting director, like, ran up to me. And he was like, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Get off. Just walk back. <laughs> so I had to walk back as he rode the bike back. <laughs> Just, like, the walk of shame. But I will say, like, four other girls left after they saw I couldn't do it. They were like, you look like you could ride a bike. You couldn't do it? I was like, nah, I lied, y'all. Dang. Just like y'all hosts. Y'all all lied out the comp. <laughs> they were like, we're not trying to get killed in no. this audition. So, oh, my um, gosh. Wow. But you had fun in the in the four seconds. In the four seconds before I ran into the wall, I was having a blast. I was oh like, I'm going to book this. You are like, <laughs> born to be wild. That's the song that comes in my head when I think of motorcycle. <laughs> what you loving, Mommy? What you hating? I am loving, I started reading this book that has just given me all the feels, the Octavia Butler, the sci-fi, Ooh. just, you know, like when I first read, I read a compilation of Octavia's short stories and I was like, this is crazy that I didn't realize this existed until my 20s, first of all. And then we don't see black faces in the fantasy world, really, unless it's like, Mm-mm. you know, as a drop in or like a character that's servicing the main person's life or something. Um, But it's called The Gilded Ones, and it's by Namina Forna. She's actually a Spellman grad and, like, a friend. And she told me about this years ago. And to see her struggle through L.A. and, like, you know how that is. And, like, she has a book Mm -hmm. that's on the New York Times bestseller right now. Wow. Um, And it's really good. They're comparing her to Octavia Mm. Butler and, you know... um, all these fantasy writers. I love fantasy and sci-fi shit. So thank you for this wreck, Mamiya. Yes. The cover is beautiful. Yeah, it's pretty stunning um, in person too. And it's about like kind of blending West African culture with that sci-fi um, fantasy world, which I just feel like we don't really see that mm-hmm. unless it's like very dark and like, you know, um, 
And she act, she's making it into a movie too and penning the oh, script. Like sure. all of that happened as soon as it dropped. So go Namina, um, check out The Gilded Ones if you can find it. Get it on uh, Audible if you can't get a real copy. What about you, Shakira? I'm watching WandaVision, but I'm not going to spoil it. Mm, I've heard. Um, I don't know anything about it. I did not want to watch it, but now I'm about to, I'm like, I'm excited for the finale. Yeah. Um, but my favorite thing is like, Katherine Hahn is such an underrated gem. I literally watched Miss Fletcher at the beginning of um, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, this girl killing it. And I watched her in Transparent. Mm-hmm. And then she popped up in this. And I was like, I am a, I stan. I stan. I am a Katherine Hahn stan. <laughs> Transparent is where I was like, oh. Right? You can do it all. Because, like, com- you know, and they always say, like, if you can do comedy, you can do anything. Mm-hmm. But, wow. Like, the drama, the yes. believability. She, right? she is really good. And Elizabeth Olsen, also, I- I'm a stan as well. She is so good. She's in this show called Sorry <laughs> for Your Loss. <laughs> Ashley's shaking her head and doing a thumb. <laughs> no, I don't know what it is about Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> and honestly, the dude who plays Vision, too. I don't like them. I don't like mm. them. I don't like, I don't care about your story. I didn't want to oh. see it. That's why I didn't want to watch WandaVision. And I like the Marvel Universe. Okay. I hear that. She does have a sad face, which is why she was perfect. Oh. And Sorry for Your Loss, which is a sad show um, on Facebook Watch. Yeah, it got no love because it was on Facebook Watch, but it is actually a really People good show. loved it who loved it, though. Like, I heard about it, but I, I mean, you know, it's if hard you to go can. To- bear the sadness of it. It's about oh. grief, basically about losing her husband and her grieving. But um, yeah, that's what I'm loving right now. Catherine Hahn. But also, I will say, what is scary is how good she is in everything. Mm. And that makes me think of fear. Mm, like riding a motorcycle. No, thank you. Ooh. That's one of my fears. No offense. I'm, I'm like proud of you. I really hope I don't get decapitated. Oh my god! I do. I hope. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> well, if anything, it's a fast death. So look at it on the bright oh side. Okay. Oh. And today we're asking you down with fear. Cup half full. Cup half full. Cup half full. Okay, I'm ready to get into our main topic, fear. But first, a quick break. Welcome back, guys, to the fear episode. Yasmin in her true troll form right now. (laughs) I can't wait to get into our main topic. What is something y'all fear? Failing. I was about to say failure is a big one. (laughs) I think that's probably, I think embarrassment is probably one of my biggest um, fears. Just fear of like not having it together. (laughs) (laughs) Which is uh, uh, horrible because who has it together all the time? It's just a... Mm. I feel like shame is not something that, like, I feel often. That's obvious. (laughs) Embarrassment. We live at the opposite sides of the spectrum. (laughs) This is true. I'm feeling more and more... Of shame, yeah. Yeah, you do put yourself out there, I think I'm on the uh, um, (laughs) closer to your end. Yes, we'll be like, hey... I'm going to risk it all. I'm going to keep asking. <laughs> what do we have to do to get in here free? And I'm like, no more. Just leave. They already told us no five times. Shame. That's real. My fear is more like ghosts, low key. And I'm trying to find the balance between like 
And it, it's just the ancestors. You know what I mean? Like they're looking out for us. It's for your not good. just the ancestors. <laughs> it's not. They're not it's all not our just ancestors. The ancestors. <laughs> Everybody has, <laughs> and they not all. Racists have ancestors too. Oh God! And those are the ones that scare me. Those are the ones that I don't want. Like when I light my candles or whatever, I'm like, please don't come visit me. Just the good people that like have my greatest interest. And I don't know if do you guys watch Lovecraft Country? There's an episode where Journey Smollett's character deals with some ghosts. That episode was terrifying. Someone told me it gave them nightmares, so I don't honestly know when I'm going to watch it. If I mean 100. I know. It starts like thrillery and like uh, scary in a, you know, racist way. But then, yeah. But then she like turns it around and the ancestors are like, they got her back. And like, I really, I was like, oh, that sort of shifted my perspective on the role of ghosts. But even the way those ancestors was looking, I couldn't. <laughs> said, they don't look. Mm-mm. I mean, she was holding hands, and I was like, Mm-mm. "Get out, leave the house." I feel like I am definitely afraid at the core of rejection. Like at, at my mm. core, that's everything points to that. Damn. Probably because of my Midwestern upbringing and being like, "Hey guys, I'm here," and making mm-hmm. sure that. I took up space or something. So like, yeah, I feel like. I mean, I think that's normal, mommy. Everyone wants to be likable and and liked. No, they don't. Not as bad as I. I'm just kidding. It's like this Um, industry is literally just a bunch of people saying. Oh, I'm used to it now. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like saying like people say the job is auditioning because um, Mm -hmm. rejection is 90 percent of. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. 97% Mania? <laughs> um, 97%. So, yeah, I'm not necessarily afraid of rejection. I would say failure because, I mean, y'all know I didn't. I came in like, I'm doing a thing and it better work because I ain't got no other plans. <laughs> this, is the, this is the life I chose. So, if I took an L, it would be a huge L. I don't feel like I'm going in that direction, but. No, it's I only going like uphill for me. Only going uphill for us. But yes, sometimes that's a fear. Question for you, ladies. Since we've we've reached a point in our careers that like a year ago we weren't here. Mm-hmm. Is there a fear that was removed from you by this, this um, you know, the mm-hmm. gains of the past year? I'm asking because I feel like I always had this fear in my stomach, like about LA. Like if I was leaving LA, coming back, I would always have like, oh, is this the tri- is this the time back that something's going to happen? And that is gone from my stomach now. I will say I had a lot of hope and like affirmation setting that like, I was like, it's going to work out. It has to. Um, and then there's also, I think for me, it was the fear of how long it would take. And I was like, You know how Van Gogh died in, like, poverty, essentially, and, like, never was recognized in his lifetime sort of thing? I was afraid that, like, no one would see our art or, like, what the contributions that we have to offer before we transition to the next life kind of thing. That's my ultimate fear, so thank you for saying that. Just not being able to express the art that I want to before I'm not here anymore. Right. Like someone would discover our journal or like my poems like way late. And then I don't know. But that fear is not here right now. I'm like, oh, all the things are happening in the ways that I've been affirming and putting out into the universe and praying for and, you know, believing in. 
So that fear is definitely, it's shifted some. Similarly, I feel like um, I always knew whatever was going to happen. I knew it was going to pop. Whatever was going to happen was going to happen. But the timeliness of it was just like, how hard, how long am I going to have to be hustling in these streets? How long? (laughs) Because I'll do it. But Lord knows I'd like it to be a short hustle and not a... (laughs) Not a long, poverty-stricken hustle. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've believed in everything that we've been all working towards for a minute. So I haven't necessarily felt the fear of like, oh, I'm going back to L.A. and it's going to suck. Like, sometimes I get that, uh, like, I don't feel like getting rejected feeling, but uh, it's not necessarily <laughs> fear. It's just like, well, let me do these goddamn self-tapes. Let's see <laughs> All right, let me submit this thing to this person and see how, you know, hopefully we get a yes, you know. Me also having to be like, don't be a pessimist about it. Right. You know, things work out when they're supposed to. And Kira, you're always so good with sending uh, uh, Abraham Hicks and like positive affirmations because I got to tell myself. I love Idillionaire. She's um, mm on. She has this book called Manifest Now. But like, you've always been so positive. Thank you. You have to find that balance or you won't make it in this industry that we are in because y'all know it's a lot of work and not always a lot of rewards for a long Mm -hmm. time. It's And also too, somebody gave me this really good perspective. I was like, you know, it's a marathon and, you know, Nipsey says that, but I also used to say that too. Um, (laughs) And not a sprint, but... It's also a journey. Like, don't yeah. think of it that you're just trying to get to a finish line. Like, just enjoying the journey is also a part of it. Yeah. So that's something I remind myself, like, oh, I shouldn't be sitting in fear for too long. Don't let it consume me. Like, I'm on a journey. Mm-hmm. And in this journey, I want to enjoy every step of the way, even when I'm not where I want to be completely right. yet. And I, I don't, it's yeah. never finished. It's never done. I don't think I'll ever be like, I made it to that spot and I'm done. Right. I, you know, what I think it'll be like. What does mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I've done a great job, and now what's next? I I feel like it's um, the fear of the unknown is that feeling that I had in my stomach before. Yeah. Not like, because I, I'm a Christian and I believe in God, and you can't have faith and be fearful. It doesn't go—they don't work mm-hmm. together. So that's my driving force behind everything that I do mm-hmm. is the fact that— my destiny is my destiny. And no matter what religion you are, there's something that says, or spirituality or what an agnostic, whatever. Exactly. I love the book, The Alchemist, because it says, oh, yeah. when you want something, the whole world conspires. The whole mm-hmm. universe conspires to make it happen for you. And ever since reading things like that, it's just like, we living in fear is a waste of time because mm-hmm. it doesn't do anything but halt you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas... You can be afraid to write that script or afraid to do whatever. But if you're working through your fear, mm-hmm. you're moving. You're not just stopping living because of it. You know, it's not debilitating. Has fear stopped you guys from anything? Like you have any regrets from not making a move because of it? Oh, one time Yaz and I were in Austin at uh, Austin Pride, and there was this fine ass bartender, oh. and and I I remember y'all I I had on my outfit I was looking good I was feeling good I was having a good time, and I and and I think he was flirting and I still could not didn't be he like, give us a drink. He did. He did give us a drink. He did linger he on my hand Ashley for a eyes bit. To oh. y'all. He yeah. was what? eyes at Ashley. I can't even he be mad at you, Ashley. He lingered on the hand? He, I mean, like, literally, 
I, I I felt like all I need you to do is say the word, sir, so I know <laughs> that this is okay. Um, but I didn't make my move, and I was I was very disappointed. I still think about this. Uh, it's a mm-hmm. whole ass year later, and I still I think about this this dude who I could have had a wonderful uh, night with. <laughs> sorry, sorry, family, for listening. I've, I've had you know, moments like that too, though, Ash, where I've been like, "Are they throwing it? Should I mm-hmm. pick it up? How right. much? You know, you just don't right. know how much they're giving, and you're like, oh, I don't want to put myself out there.' And they're already putting themselves out a little bit, but not enough mm-hmm. for you to know if you should reciprocate mm-hmm. yet. Like, and oh. that's that that fear of rejection coming through. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, what's the craziest part is that you know, a few months later, there was another guy who I was interested in, and I was like. I'm not going to let fear stop me. I know this dude is into me. Let me put myself out there. And I did. And he wasn't feeling it. He was like, you the homie. And that that rejection did nothing. I'm still fire. I'm still funny. I'm still beautiful. I'm still smart. So it's just like, Mm -hmm. oh, that rejection does nothing. (laughs) Let me just keep uh, putting myself out there. And eventually Mm -hmm. somebody will reciprocate. I can't even count the amount of guys I haven't approached because I was scared. Um, Which is like, I don't want to approach anybody, first of all, so that. But anyway, um, (laughs) the biggest thing that I regret, and I I hope that I can rectify this at some point in life. Um, Back in the day when I was an assistant, I went to my old boss, Gina, Prince Bythewood's house, and I brought food because she was having Danny Glover over for dinner because he was going to be in Beyond the Lights, the movie that he oh. was later in. And I was like, this is my first assistant job for real. And I like walked in to deliver the food and like was late booking it out. of the, Like, a, oh, I was still very docile Minnesota. I'm, don't, don't fuck with me now. But I was very like, uh, like, let me be invisible. And she was like, you're not staying. And I was like, uh, sure. So I stayed. <sighs> Had an amazing conversation and dinner with Danny Glover, and I was too afraid to ask him for a picture. And I, like, Uh. will regret that (laughs) until the day that I die, unless I meet him again. And, like, we talked about Ghana. We talked about film. Like, it was the most amazing conversation, and I was too afraid to ask this man for a picture. And he would have had absolutely no problem. I know that now, but... You know, I'd love when to you get show to you the photo of my lion sister and I with Danny Glover when he came to campus. <laughs> How I'd love mommy to had just it. mommy had just admitted one of her biggest regrets, and you gonna be like, "Well, I got one. I got a picture." <laughs> it was nothing. That's Yasmin. Yasmin, you'll be like. Such a troll. Move, y'all. I'm going to ask. And I'll be like, okay, go go do it. I'm so... I, and you know the thing about me? I, one of my biggest regrets is like, in my gut, I'll be like, yeah, I'm that bitch. I'm going to go ask for what I want. And then suddenly mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I can't Make excuses. Like, I, I don't can't. need it, actually. It's, it's fine. fine. I'm not going to do it. And then I'm all freaked out. And I'm like, man, this is not who you are. Like, you asked for the picture that you want. Yeah, that's kind of... <laughs> I'm really trying to think of a regret or a fear. <laughs> oh, you want some help? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Colleen, what you got? You, what you got? A regret? You regret? A friend. Um, I'd say getting a concussion by going oh. to the skate park without a helmet. I'd yeah. say your fear of uh, <laughs> dying from said concussion. Um, also, even though the doctor told you you were fine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I will say I am afraid of most drugs. Weed, I'm I'm totally fine with. 
except for edibles, which sometimes can be rough. But I guess I am, like, I really enjoy life. I feel like there's a lot of fun and adventure to be had. Certain adventures, yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Certain adventures is like, oh, I'm scared of that. I do have mm-hmm. a few. I do have don't, fear. Don't ask Yaz to bring you an edible from L.A. to wherever she going. She's not bringing it to you. <laughs> She's not getting it on that plane with no edible. Uh-uh. Even though she's just going they, they for sure catch me and then throw I me away. I believe the same. I'm too paranoid for stuff. Like, I like, broke down Thanks. palace. Yasmin accidentally <laughs> went through TSA with drugs. Oh. Did not get caught. Oh and my God. still is a And a whole joint in her pocket. A whole joint. In and then pocket. I has talked no about broke down palace in Thailand, <laughs> like literally tried to scare me to not go to Thailand because of broke down palace. Some Claire Dane film. I was like, they are not worried about me. Do <laughs> you remember right now. that film for our no. listeners who are out there? Broke None of down us have seen it. Put the fear of a Thai prison in my system. <laughs> so when you guys are confronted with fear, how does that, how do you react? You know, they say flight, fl- uh, fight, you stay. You just like try to hide and make sure it goes away. Like, how does that fear manifest? What are your actions? Mm. I go to the hospital. <laughs> yes, she does. That's expensive. <laughs> that concussion that happened that Ashley brought oh. up, I very much was like, I'm gonna like. I've gone to urgent care, and they're like, if it gets any worse, go to the ER. And I had one little. I mean. It felt very dire in the moment. Like my my response to fear is, <gasps> yes. I gotta go to the hospital. <laughs> it's debilitating anxiety. <laughs> it was like a whole panic attack, and I was like, I'm not a doctor. I don't really know what to do. I'm trying to calm down, breathe, do breath work. Here's some essential oils, and it's like. I don't need essential oils. I need a doctor. <laughs> okay, okay. I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> so, would you call that fight or flight? <laughs> I guess that's fight. I, I would say it's fight. You go into the doctor and I got to fight this. I don't know what's going on. My life. There's nothing wrong. They're telling me there's nothing It's a little bit wrong. of both. It's a little bit of both. I feel like when I was younger, it would definitely be flight. Like if there was something that I didn't want to, or was like scared to do, I would just make an excuse not to be there. <laughs> like, like, oh, I'm not going to that presentation. I'm uh, <coughs> sick. Um, so I'm, I'm like a... A flake in that way. Um, mm. Not so much now. Now I'm just like, uh, I, think, uh, I think more yeah. quiet. <laughs> and like when I am met with fear, I try to conquer it. And if I can't, then I just stay there and hope that it goes away. Mm. External fears for me are more fight. Um, mm. Internal or more flight. Like external stuff where, especially if it's like adventure stuff. Like when I went hang gliding, y'all, we had to run off a cliff to get the hang glide. And I was like, this is scary. I'm afraid to run off of this mountain. I can see there's nothing under it. <laughs> <laughs> but I will conquer it. Or like, you know, if I were to go skydiving or any of those type of... Bun- I did the Which bungee so jumping fun. thing. Skydiving yeah, it's fun and stuff. bungee jumping. But like physical, like I'll you know, do it. It's fine. Even though I said I was scared of sharks and surfing, I would do it. Like, I could get over that. But mentally, when it's like, oh, say the thing, say those words to this person and be vulnerable. And, and you know, it's like, I, I can't, like, I'm sort of, I lose my words or get in my head too much and get scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
But I get that. I feel like I'm similar in the way that, like, if I'm walking down the street and someone starts following me, you know, those situations, like, I'm not sticking around to be like, um, no, thank you. I'm, run, like, moving away from you. Mm-hmm. So in that way, I'm, like, flight. But if it comes to, like, now I've had to force myself in turn, like, I appreciate opportunities to confront a situation mm. because I used to be so afraid of it that now... I'm like, this is another chance for you to exercise the new things that you're doing in life. So I think in that sense, it would be fight because it's very uncomfortable and I don't want to be there. So I have to like force myself, (laughs) fight with myself to stay. One time I thought someone had broken into my house um, when I, I was probably a late teens And I just stayed at the top of the stairs with a hot iron ready, (laughs) just waiting for at least 15, 20 minutes, just waiting for them to creak up the stairs. And I was like, oh, I don't know what that counts as, but it's not helpful. <laughs> Against any- that sounds like self-defense. Yeah. That is a low-key fear, though. I'm like, move. ooh, a hot iron? Oh, I'd be confronted move. with it. I was and- just, I was already ironing. So it wasn't like I thought <laughs> quickly and got it. I was just like, hi. And it's like from Home Alone. Like, I feel like Home Alone's <laughs> yes. break into your house skills, like you adapted one in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys afraid of like vulnerability? Is that a, a fearful thing for you? It depends on the situation. Um, mm-hmm. Again, right now I'm looking for, I love opportunities to be vulnerable now because I'm finding that it's not as boo scary as I've mm-hmm. made it seem in my life the whole time. But I think you can have a balance or standards for what you want to be vulnerable about or not. Mm-hmm. Um, vulnerability was one of my tasks of like working on in 2019. So I'm much more comfortable with it. Um, in my home, we just, we weren't those people who like expressed every emotion. We were very much love, love each other and support each other, but it wasn't like, um, I don't know, wasn't very vulnerable. Uh, yeah. How do you feel? Let's talk about this hug. <laughs> my mom would be um, like, how long have you been crying? That's enough. <laughs> but I love it. Some people would be like, she abused you. And I'm like, she made me strong. She made me strong. Um, I think what, what bumps for me now is that I think um, there are people who want me to be vulnerable with them who I don't mm-hmm. want to be vulnerable with. And yeah. I think sometimes they think that it's like, a, I'm afraid to be vulnerable. But it's like, no, you didn't earn this. <laughs> you, don't, mm-hmm. you don't get to yeah. be um, a part of uh, my heart. <laughs> Right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's just like, for me, learning that being vulnerable um, in certain ways doesn't have, you don't have to share that with everybody. Yeah. I feel like um, vulnerability isn't a huge challenge for me. My mom was always vulnerable when I was a kid and um, she cried. I cried. It wasn't a big deal, but the world did tell me really quick to stop that crying girl. She before I give you something to cry. Right. (laughs) And I do feel like if it's a safe space or close to a safe space or I know the people, I um share. Sometimes I overshare. Sometimes that's say a good lot lot too. All right. All right, Ashley. I mean I guess I'm maybe too vulnerable. I I'd be out here with my heart on my sleeve, very much like I have emotions. Feel my feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is a lot to ask. Feel my feelings. 
know. Uh, I don't know. There's, I, I do feel like uh, it's not, like, I'm not as afraid, or rather, I'm like, they're here, so I can't really push them away or tuck them down somewhere. Like, I, I just have to keep moving through the emotions. Um, sort of no matter where I am or who I'm with. I'm just like, I. this is what I got right now. I will say that I learned more of a way to be vulnerable by hanging out with Yaz more and having the language to be vulnerable is part of, uh, I think, the battle for me. Um, and hanging out with Yasmin has definitely helped me find Yasmin, some of that language. Ashley, Ashley don't like that flowery language. Mm-mm, not not overly <laughs> flowery, but sometimes I can hear what Yaz says and then put it in my own words. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Aw, Ash. You're welcome. Well, thanks, guys, for being a safe space for me to be vulnerable and for it to feel safe. I think that's like finding folks who you do feel safe around to be vulnerable takes away the fear of being vulnerable. Of course, you have to open yourself up to being vulnerable, but then, yeah. Bram Brown's got it right. Vulnerability is key. Brene. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's like, who's Bryn, Bryn, Bryn Brown? Brown? <laughs> I was being vulnerable, guys. I was being vulnerable. You're, you're but right. thank you for committing. To um, I, I'm glad you brought her up, though, because uh, a lot of what I learned about vulnerability came from her. Because I think for a long time, I thought vulnerability was weakness. Like, you always in your feelings. You always got to share. Like, tuck that. You know how Yasmin's like, I don't tuck. I'm like, please Tuck some of that shit away, all right? You're showing your weaknesses. And it's not, that's not what, you know, although, you know, some of the emotions can uh, keep keeping some of them to yourself. But, you know, for the, for the most part, you shouldn't, uh, that's not a weakness to to express yourself. Um, it's a strength, she says. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is a strength. She actually, she got me through a very, a heartbreak that really took a long time to get over. Kira's over here rolling her eyes at that heartbreak, but... No, it wasn't. <laughs> I was shaking my head. Yes, when we try to read people's faces, and it's right. just based on her own emotion, it's not based on anything you're doing, Kira. So you just <laughs> let her like, feel her shit. Yeah. She does it to me all the time. <laughs> but she, what she was saying about, like, you know, being able to communicate what you're feeling or, like, to communicate your desires and, like, not being, like, it's okay to be vulnerable to express yourself in that way so that you get the answers you need, right? Like, it's not a a statement on you at all. It's just, like, can this person be there for the things that you need or want? Like, it's information. I feel like that fear of, like, oh, I'm supposed to be hard or I'm supposed to be strong or all of this, that type of jargon. is part of what makes people think being vulnerable is a weakness. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. As opposed to, no, I'm actually acknowledging this situation and taking it head on to get it before it turns into something way bigger as opposed to like keep it to yourself and let it fester into something. Um, Or to not know what someone else, like to be like, I'm I'm digging you. You know what I mean? And to just, like, keep on going, like, are you, are you not? (laughs) Right. And, like, a year goes by, and then they're like, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like, it's best to just 
still on Brene, not only in the ways of like being vulnerable in communication, has she helped me, but in like, you know, we're all comedians. We all get on stage and do something mm. that is very vulnerable. Yes. And mm-hmm. you open yourself up to scrutiny and hearing her say, I don't take criticism for people who are mm-hmm. not in my arena. You not mm-hmm. in here getting shot down, getting mm-hmm. your your bruises, then please stay on your couch and be quiet. All right. Yep. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. It just gives you so much power. You're like, damn right. You don't even know how hard this is. Right. Especially when we had our show and we would make it look so easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody say something sass at the end. Be like, who the hell do you think? What do you think this is? Get <laughs> your butt up on that stage and make some stuff up <laughs> with other people on the spot and be funny. Uh-huh. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what have you done despite your fears that you are glad you did? Move to L.A., anyone? <laughs> right. <laughs> We've all done very scary things, so it's funny that we're all like, huh? Um, But I think most recently and um, impactfully for me was um, I really wanted to, I was really interested in mobile living and living out of like an RV or a bus or a van. Mm. And I decided, I was like, I think I could live out of my car and test this out and see if I really like it and try something new and test my, my limits. But I was very afraid of what people would think of like, You know, people will think you're crazy or you're poor or you're, you know, whatever it is. But I went down like the list of my priorities and like what I wanted to do. And rent was not what I wanted to do. (laughs) And travel is what I wanted to do. And so like I just realized that the only thing stopping me was the judgment of others. And I did it anyway. I moved into my car. I lived out of my Prius for a year and some change and traveled and learned so much about myself. And truthfully was probably one of the best years of my life. Like the fact that I wouldn't have done that just because someone would say, oh, she's poor or like whatever they would have thought about me. And I wouldn't be in this place now where I am so capable. I am so aware of who I am. I know what I want and am about to buy a bus and convert it into a tiny home and own something that's going to be so like mine and beautiful and exactly what I want. And just to think that fear would have stopped me from that is truthfully um, heartbreaking. So I'm just, that's something I'm glad I did. Hell Um, yeah. That's like, I I will say like along this sort of travel, like, and Ashley, you're such an inspiration for real, for real, like of just like going to do the thing that you want no matter what. There was a moment, my my husband's French and... uh, We were out there, and every time that we go, he translates everything. He's from Paris, so he knows the city. And I think I was, like, afraid of, like, sort of going out by myself for a little bit, just to, like, being forced to, like, travel solo. Or not being forced, but, like, traveling solo was something that was a little fearful for me. And even, like, one year I bought, like, just for my birthday, I was like, I'm going to go to Brazil for a week by myself. Like, just on a whim. And it was one of the best. Like, traveling alone, I think, is very scary. But the rewards on the other side of doing it are just so, like, liberating. You meet so many people. You put yourself out there. You, like, just explore and adventure. Doing the things that you want to do. Just your spirit leading you. Yeah. I was a little afraid to travel alone. And then I got, uh, I met a girl in a hostel, actually. And people are scared of hostels, too. I mean, right now the world is in a different place, so I get being afraid of hostels now. But when I went, (laughs) it was litzy lit. (laughs) It was perfect because you meet people who just are in a different country, want to travel, want to commune, want to have a good old time. And Mm -hmm. um, 
I ended up going to your wedding solo. I stayed in Paris. I met some dudes in my hostel and we went to the Louvre <laughs> together and then ended up hanging out with these other girls in Australia, from Australia and um, Marseille. Yeah. And I remember feeling like powerful, especially like when I was in set, The I was in a hotel room by myself and like the breeze was blowing in and I was like, oh, I got this hotel room all to myself and I'm so strong and I carried my backpack, this heavy bag on my back and uh-huh. like... I felt like, yeah. It's so liberating. Capable. Yeah. Like you learned how yeah. capable you are, and it is so good to feel like mm-hmm. I can accomplish anything. Yes. Truly. Like, especially when they don't speak your language, too, is another thing we even realize here. And you, you figure know. it out. You and figure like, it out. <gasps> I'm able to speak with you. Like, I'm communicating. Ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah, no. Some of I, the best trips have been solo. Yes. So fear can be pleasure. Y'all believe that? I I, so. I think the thing that I've overcome the most is, well, definitely moving to L.A., but also being able to establish my career. Like, that just seemed, like, impossible. I knew that it was in me, but I didn't know if that was my destiny necessarily um, because I can't control other people, but I can only control what I did. So, like, making my short film, Brown Paper Pageant, was mm. a huge liberating thing for me because— I did something that people told me I couldn't do, one, to act, direct, and write something. But also the results that it's elicited in my life, I could never imagine. Um, and on the other hand, like, I didn't get into any film festivals, but I've gotten more than a film festival could ever give me. So I mm-hmm. feel like you don't know you don't know the way things are going to fall into place but mm-hmm. when you feel something in your spirit and in your heart or like you have a story to tell or whatever like pushing through despite the resistance um read the war of art if you haven't life changing book but just yeah do it you have to do stuff that makes you scared to get on the other side of it that's literally it it's like there's like a thrill of doing something that's like, oh shit, am I really doing this? I remember that moment right before I I skydove in Utah back in 2010. And I went with some folks that I was working with and we were just like, let's go skydiving. And the moment, the seconds before we're about to jump out and he's like, you ready for this? And I'm just like literally looking over the ledge and being like, there's nothing there. And like being like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. But he's also like, three, two, one, let's go. And that thrill of confronting the fear head on, of being like, you know what I mean? Like, I did this thing that like scared me. It's like you and the fear. All right, let's go. Right? (laughs) It's such a rush that you feel. Yeah, for me, it's like in the fear sometimes it's not the best, but like overcoming it or like getting through the other side, you're like, I did that. I did that. And it takes out the anxiety of like, Oh, I like, what's the worst that could happen? You know, <laughs> well, what's yeah. the worst? In, not- in the instance of skydiving, <laughs> it's a I big mean- risk. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do understand the, uh, the idea. All right. So let's play a little rapid fire game, um, stupid phobias. So basically, I'm going to read you the name of a phobia and the description of what it is. And let me know if you think it's real or fake. And you win a million dollars if you get all of them. <gasps> One million dollars. Post-dated Who wants to be a Shondaland. millionaire? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first one is 
anatidaeophobia, the fear of somewhere, somehow, a duck watching you. <laughs> Uh, not today. No, I think that's fake. Yeah, that's fake. A duck watching just randomly. Come on. on. (laughs) It's real. There actually is a debilitating fear that people have of ducks watching them. (laughs) But they don't even know if, like, what if I'm in the house in the toilet, in the bathroom? I I think a duck watching me is no ducks. How are they going to see me? What if you just saw one in your window, though? <laughs> <laughs> Looking in. Watching me. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, what about biophobia? The fear of living things. How are you going to be afraid that of sounds, yourself? That's a false. That sounds real. No. People are scared of their reflections sometimes, Ashley. Yeah. I believe I'm gonna it. Say what? Real. What? People <laughs> are. Some people don't like to look in the mirror. That's but true. deathly afraid, debilitatingly afraid? I'm sure. Well, it is real. It, there is a fear of living things eh. called biophobia. That it um, was for you, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Peniphobia. The fear of penis or penile-shaped objects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's true. People are afraid of the dick. Yeah, people are afraid of the dick. It's <laughs> fake. It's not real. <laughs> Even well, though Lil' Kim not... had it. Because she said she, she used to be scared of the dick. But I don't know what the scientific definition <laughs> is for that. <laughs> okay, what about hippopotamonostroskeskidiolephobia? You okay, mommy? <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> what does that mean? Hippopotamonostreskidiaphobia is a fear of long words. Is it real or fake? Guys, this is a bit. That's fake. That's fake. <laughs> well, it is a long word to say fear of long words. What's the word again? Why are y'all gonna make? <laughs> don't make her say that damn word. <laughs> In one breath. Hippopotamonostroskialodeliaphobia. Fear of long words. It is real, guys. That is a real fear. And I think it's very rude for whichever scientist made that up to make the definition such a long word. Who knew that scientists were doing comedic bits? I mean, this is a troll. They need entertainment, too. I'm like, cheers to whatever scientists made this word up. You if, would cheers a troll. A scientist or, <laughs> what do you think about this one? Banana phobia, the fear of bananas. That Ugh, that's real. Real or fake? That has to be real. Bananas are a terror on this earth. Oh, Jesus. Oh. All the monkeys they in the world playing. are really offended right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, real. Bananas are trash. I don't like bananas. I can see why someone would be afraid of one. You're right, because it is real. Bananaphobia is a real thing. There are real bananaphobics out there. So we stand in solidarity. Afraid of potassium or something? What's wrong? Except, yes. Afraid of that mush mush. That mush mush in their mouth. I can't do the inside of Mm -mm. the banana. Mm -mm. Like, as in the slimy part. I can do the meat of it. All right, one more. Weavephobia. What is it? The fear of weaves and or hair attachment. (laughs) 
I mean, if you was having sex with somebody and suddenly they weave just pulled out, that might be a little scary or not. It'd be like, oh, that's a surprise I didn't ask for. <laughs> yeah. You know? I imagine if they didn't know your hair was fake, it would be like your arm popping off. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that traumatic. Like the Fresh Prince, breath mints, breath mints, breath mints episode with Tisha yeah, Campbell. Yeah, where Tisha Campbell pops off She's all like, of her <laughs> attachments, <laughs> the eyes, the nails, the hair. Oh, oh gosh. gosh. You know, so I'm going to say... I'm going to say real. I feel like we could find that in Urban Dictionary somewhere. I know some black men who who act like they're afraid to weave, so I'm going to say real. <laughs> You're wrong. It's not real. <laughs> it's not real. But you, like you said, you know <laughs> there's somebody out there who They just need a word for it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so who wins the million dollars? Unfortunately, um, nobody does because you all, you got one wrong. <laughs> but we'll play again next week on another episode of Stupid Phobias. Ding, 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 ding. Listeners at home, it was a trick question. You're all winners. But before we head into our advice section, let's take a quick break. Some advice. So, Mamia, what you got? Dear OOD, so everything is going well in my new relationship, except he hates my pets. Mm. Literally said, I fucking hate cats in front of me. <gasps> oh my God. Mm-mm-mm. That's not your partner. Next. <laughs> Sorry. Keep on we going. Got, we got more letter to go. <laughs> <laughs> she continues. And I'm like, okay, rude, but whatever. I get it. Not everybody likes cats. Although, if I said I fucking hate dogs, all of America would come chop my body into a hundred pieces mm-hmm. like I'm the spawn of Satan. I roll. Anyway, I'm clearly not bitter. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think him hating cats was a deal breaker until now, five months in, and he refuses to come over to my place. I always go to his place, and he has a roommate, so Mm. we have no privacy. I've been patient and tried to be flexible since he doesn't like my fur babies. But damn, it's COVID season, and I'm risking my damn life all the while he's sitting pretty. Mm. What y'all Mm-mm. think? Should I end the relationship? How do I make it clear that I'm not okay with only going over to his house because it's his preference? I live alone, so we need to make the shift to my space. So please help me do so. Signed, fluffy, cute, and might give him the boot. Ooh. Give him the boot. If he can't take you with your cats, he can't take you at all. Next. Um, I uh, I have cats, so I get how it is frustrating, especially if you're trying to date somebody. Is there a way that you can, like, not have them in the same room when y'all are getting the hanky-panky on? Like, do y'all have enough space where you can, like, not have the cats all around all the time? I get, too, it's their house. So he needs to, you know, be like, even though I don't like cats, I ain't going to be nasty to them. You know, and he needs to be like, okay with going to your space because having a roommate ain't cute. They're COVID. I would take cats over a roommate, but also that's my personal preference. What y'all think? (laughs) (laughs) The two cat ladies are so You already know how I feel. Well, I hope you can cuddle with your cats and get the love and attention that you need (laughs) from them. Um, And financial support. mm Mm-hmm. Because, um... If you're going to choose your cats over a man every time, I think you might end up 
the cat lady <laughs> alone. <laughs> Don't say such things. She's going to give those cats the, the ASPCA or something. Or Keep your cat. I didn't say give the cats away. I'm just saying I will understand why someone who doesn't like animals doesn't want to be around your animals. So like Shakira said, I think there is a compromise of like, okay, sometimes we come over my house and you don't have to see these cats. You know, they're in the upstairs. I don't know. How does that work long term, though? Y'all move in together. Y'all have children, maybe. What happens then? Well, we all know that some people get children and they get rid of their cats. <gasps> I just think that's not the person. If you, if you're like that into your cats and it's a deal breaker for you, then find somebody else to date. Because uh, that's going to, it's you'll ignore it and then it'll fester into something mm-hmm. real down the road when you're like, okay, let's get married. You have to get rid of your cats. And you'll be like, no, I didn't even know you hate cats. But yes, you did. You knew it yeah. a long time ago. But I also think he hasn't been flexible at all. I can't be flexible with cats. I like, for me, it wouldn't. Mm-mm. So you would rather have the roommate situation during COVID than like going to her wherever she lives by herself. With the I would I mean, not have a cat in my home. So, so it you would make your But partner. that's not a, that's a compatible, like y'all are not compatible. Exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Fluffy, cute and might give him the boot. You probably should so that you can find someone who accepts and loves you in all of your cat loving ways. But also maybe check yourself. Maybe you like these cats too much. I don't what? know. I don't know your <laughs> life. But it seems like uh, you might be cat crazy. Well, I hope that helped um, <laughs> Fluffy Cute and Mike give the boot. Yes. Yeah. You need to reevaluate. Is this the relationship if your cats are that important to you? Um, and no, I think you need to reevaluate if he isn't going to be flexible at all. And he expects you to go to his house solely mm-hmm. because he doesn't like your pet. You cannot like a damn pet and you cannot like his roommate, but it doesn't mean. Like, what if you didn't like his roommate? Genuinely didn't. But you went to that place anyway because y'all decided to just try something and y'all can draw lines in the sand if it's truly a deal breaker. But I don't know. And I also think he's not telling you the complete thing. Because, like, he might not want to offend her by what he doesn't like about the cats. You know? Like, there are a lot of things about cats that people might not. (laughs) (laughs) Might not want to say to a cat lover. Because it might offend them. I'm just saying. You got a lot to say. We need one or two. We need one or two things. I don't have a lot to say. I just, I mean, I the in the air, if I go in a place with a cat, I leave and I'm sick. And I'm not allergic to cats, but just there's hair in the air. (laughs) Unless you don't have one of those kinds. But you literally are not allergic. You said I'm sick. (laughs) But I like can do this and like feel that there's hair in my nose. Because it floats I, in the air. Yeah, it's, it's just everywhere. floating in the air. So but it's that's not, not all everywhere allergy. in all cats. No. Of course not. I'm saying. My cats are hair free. I have a hypoallergenic cat. Both of your cats are hypoallergenic. Oreo does not shed. Come to my house. There's no cat hair anywhere. And oh, the well, you smell have, you have is not cats. pleasant either. So that might be a part of what. It's no anymore. smell in my house either. I'm a clean no, woman. Your, your house doesn't smell. But the idea that you have two cats and you don't have cat hair in your home is a, a farce. It's a ridiculous. <laughs> well, come visit. Come visit, bitch. Look how defensive I know. she don't is. Don't shoot. We Jeez. are not crazy. I'm Just shooting. because I'm we shooting. love our cats. <laughs> Kara has lost it. I'm blowing up All I'm saying well, is animals are not as cute. To everybody. Like sometimes there's a level of some people just don't want to be around an animal all the time. 
Well, if your partner is afraid of your cat family members, uh, they may not be the one. But, you know, there are so many fears, and we really confronted it all in this episode. Thank you guys for hanging out with us on our podcast today. Uh, please make sure to review it. Let us know what are your fears if you feel vulnerable enough to share with us. Hit us up in the comments. We want to know what you think. Ah, yes. And come kiki with us on our social media. Y'all know where to find us. Obama's Other Daughters on Instagram. OOD Improv on Twitter. And Obama's Other Daughters on Facebook. And if you need some advice... Just write us a letter um, at oodpodcast at gmail.com. All right, y'all. We have fun. See you next week. Bye. Bye, Bye. guys. You Down is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.